Hello, Daniel. Thank you for taking the time to join this podcast today about some experiences that you've had, manifestations. So thank you for for volunteering to do this, and thank you for everything you've done yourself on the podcast. I know you interviewed me, and you've interviewed a lot of the ministry, and I know everybody really appreciates that, you and uh, the work Cody Fan has done as well. Is there anybody else that's been helping you out with these podcasts? I can't remember. Uh, Tony McIndoo. Okay, and then right. others that we haven't seen their work. I think DA has worked on some, and uh, I know there's some more to come. Um, but okay. yeah, there's, there's there's a team of us, uh, the 1830 guys. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- well, you know, Stephen has helped on some too. Right. So for forgetting any names, we apologize, but thank you for everybody who's helped with these. So this is a new series, and it's something that Cody fan asked if I could uh, do and so I said I would you know I'm a pretty busy busy guy but this is something that I uh, do have a passion about and I've I've taken time in the past to collect dreams and visions from the Zions Advocate and shared those with the church and so I think this is really a good idea that Cody had so today we are going to interview you daniel and this is the the first time i've interviewed anybody i've had a couple podcasts that have gone out so far but it's just been myself so this will be the first time uh, we do an interview here in person and hopefully the technology will cooperate i'm still experimenting on the best way to capture this audio but i think for now this method we're using via skype i think this is going to work so I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Thanks again, Daniel, and My go pleasure. ahead and yeah, go ahead and, and jump in. Uh, whatever is laid on your heart that that you would like to share, some of the things that have happened to you over your years in the Church of Christ. Um, okay. So I I uh, I'm already stuttering. It's different when you're on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> so, I stutter all the time, so yeah, no problem. So, but uh, you were saying some of the experiences over the years, and I really am just think going to mention one. Um, I just want to talk about one uh, experience that I had and with the topic of dreams and manifestations and revelations from God, one that my mind goes to always, the first person I think of is Don Hausnick. And he was an apostle, uh, 70s and 80s era, 90s, which is when I was just a kid. But uh, when you, if you're going to do a podcast about dreams and, and manifestations of the spirit, I, I think you have to include this man. He had a gift of, of speaking in tongues. He had a gift of, of uh, this, this, uh, the spirit would work through him um, and interpretations. And um, it was just uh, from the 1970s to up to the 1990 uh, era, that 20-year period, I bet he had at least 20 uh, times when the spirit uh, spoke to him. And I don't even think that's counting callings. I would put that aside. A calling is also a manifestation, but I'm just talking about messages from God to God's people. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a guess, right? If we're going to include callings, it's definitely 20. And the reason why I, I would say this, that I, I, would, I would mention him is because I remember, and this is my testimony and my witness to everyone, is that I was sitting in the back row of church and I was in the goofing off. I wasn't sitting by my, my family anymore. So I was old enough to be away from my parents, right? And sit with in the back row with the other knuckleheads and try to impress them with whatever, I don't know how cool I was, but I didn't so have you, to sit with my parents. <laughs> so you, you were maybe a teenager at this point? A very, teenager. 
very young teenager. I don't know how old I was, uh, but I I think I, I had to be eighth grade, uh, okay. maybe maybe sixth grade, somewhere in that era, somewhere in that three years. And I remember that this has happened before, and I remember all the the parents and adults talking about it at a Sunday after church, eating dinner, you know, when we're visiting. And it was important. And I started understanding what the spirit of God and what this, uh, what this meant when someone got up and spoke under the spirit. And so now do you hear my, uh, uh, my kids are upstairs no, I don't, dropping I don't bricks. Anything. Okay. <laughs> um, it sounds like they're dropping bricks above my head. So where was it? Um, so, so it was, it was that at these dinners that you kind of, as a kid and you're eavesdropping, you're around the conversation, you understand and you learn. And so now I'm older and I'm sitting in the back row at church and we were kind of not paying attention, but being um, quiet enough that we didn't get in trouble in sinner's row back there. And Don Housnick got up and he was, he was speaking. And I remember not knowing what he was saying. And I stopped and it, it just shook me, right? I was like, something's happening. And I felt electricity in the room and I could look down at my arm hairs and I could see them stand up. There was, there was power in the room that I can attest to and, I, and I'm a witness to. And I, this happened and I leaned over to the other guys in, in the row next to me and I said, you know, guys, knock it off. Something's happening. And, you know, check this out, kind of, kind of like that, like dudes, dudes, check it out, like something like that, like <laughs> chill, chill for a sec, okay? This is serious. Like I was aware of that, and I had this, and I knew that this was serious, and and, and I could feel it. And for the life of me, I don't know what it was. I have no idea the rest of the what happened, but I knew that that man stood up, and I knew that he had done this before, and this time, I, and I think I was a witness to the power in the room. That and I didn't really stand up and bear witness later, but I, I did tell people, you know, I could feel something different in the room, but I didn't have the guts to say it at the time when they asked. Because afterwards, when something like this happens, we always wait for witnesses or if there's other testimonies to uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Right. But I didn't do that. But here it is 20, 30, 40 years later. Uh, uh, and I can tell you, I, I guess I'm doing it now that I can tell you that this happened. But this guy has had, uh, when I was talking to people about Don Hausnick, um, one of the things that I know happened is he spoke to my father uh, under, under the, under, he spoke in tongues and it was, it was inaudible and you not, not inaudible. It is unintelligible. And when he was done, but, uh, but during the, the process of him speaking this other language, he said the name William C. Malone or William Clarence Malone or something. I think that's what he said. William Clarence Malone. He didn't, he didn't call him Bill. He called him William Clarence, his proper name. Mm. And, and I know that, and here's the thing about, and maybe the burden. I would, I would say this, that someone once said when we were talking about this one time, that it is a burden to, to speak for the Lord. And I, 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 I yeah. I always, I guess it is, you know, and I've never had to do it, but this person said it's a burden to speak for the Lord. And, 
um, it's also important that we make ourselves ready to do that. And and in in this case, and in a lot of the cases with Don Hausnick, when he spoke, you know, a lot of the themes were chastisement, were um, they weren't always attaboy, skip, good job. This is my church and you're all doing great and don't change a thing. You know, it was, it's mm-hmm. not that, okay. It was, you need to get this fixed. Right. You guys, you have but, to have, you have to have courage, right. To do that and to speak for the Lord. If it's not a pleasant message, then, you know, maybe you don't, someone doesn't really want to be in the middle of that and be the one that's giving the chastisement, even though it's coming from the Lord. I mean, it's not really that person that I can, you know, that definitely is difficult to have that courage to stand up and to share that. Right. It was especially when the majority of his messages were chastisement. But my father would tell you that when this happened, he was flooded, absolutely consumed with love. And so this this uh, speaking in tongues happens. He's filled with love. And I think there's a reason for this order. He's filled with love, but he doesn't yet know what the message is. Right. I, I, and this is me putting two and two together. But my father has said this happened and I was filled with love and I was listening to every word and I didn't know what was being said. And then and, and then he spoke his name and then the interpretation came immediately following like he didn't even sit down. He, he stayed there and then he said what the interpretation was. And it was not like I said, it wasn't you're doing great. William Clarence Malone, it was, you need to get your life in order. You need to fix something. You need to change something. And and my father would say it was the most loving chastisement. I, you, you don't understand. God, number one, God spoke your name. Right. So, yeah, you think about the, the verse in scripture about chastisement and love, and they go hand in hand. God loves those that he corrects and chastises. So that I guess makes sense of what your dad said. Right. And so, and then the next part is everyone in the room knew that this was the spirit of God. There was no doubts. There was, we waited for testimonies and witnesses afterwards, as is the process. And my father had his own witness that this this was a a matter of prayer that he's had. He needed God. He needed direction. And and so he got direction And, and it was chastisement. And I could think of two or three just off the top of my head where the the he spoke don hausnick spoke to the congregation or to someone in the congregation and it was chastisement but there were also times when he spoke and you may not have known what it was and and, and here's the other thing and and i could speak for my aunt who said she had a a time when she had a concern and a prayer for her son tony mcandu who was just a baby and he had conditions that were like um this is kind of sad that there was a there she had conditions like another member of the church uh, had and they lost their child there was and so she had a child who has had similar conditions and so she was praying about this and don house while he was addressing something else to the church he said something on the side that becky knew was for her and and it was for her prayers and and that your prayers, there's nothing. And he said, don't have any fear. And she was, she was given affirmation through Don Hausnick from God that there's nothing to fear. Tony, Tony McAndrew is going to be okay. Right. And we still have Tony today. So it was, it was good. 
mm-hmm. uh, came true, I guess. But um, and you you um you talked to Becky about this, right? You said you, you talked to her before we did this recording. Yeah, and, yes, yes. I actually I got her permission. So yeah. do you remember? Yeah, when you when your dad when this happened to your dad through Don House next. So he said he was flooded with love. So I mean, was it something that really, it wasn't something that really got him down in the dumps then? I mean, because oh, he not did at all. feel it was, a, it was with an attitude of love that it was given to him. Yeah, not at all. He, he was just, he was filled with zeal and everything that he could do, he would do. And he was just filled with, um, I don't know, zeal. That's, that's what I would say. So it wasn't discouragement at all. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's that's a that's a good thing. That's great that he had that attitude. And I guess we need to look at these things from a positive standpoint, right? A negative. I mean, the fact that the Lord loves us and He's willing to correct us and help us out really um, is is a great blessing to each one of us as believers. And you know, we need to correct those things in our lives. I, I've had to correct things in my life, um, but but we're thankful that the Lord loves us in that way. And I can't imagine what that must have felt like to your dad, that great feeling of love, something that is difficult for us to comprehend unless we would have an experience like that. I, yeah, I can't imagine. I know, I know that if there's power in the universe that, that God has it. And I felt a little bit that day so long ago of, of what that power can feel like, just like electricity, like static electricity all over your body and making your arm hairs stand up. So you're aware that something has changed in the atmosphere of the room. It was physical. It was, it was definite. Um, Yeah. And I guess I was thinking about this electricity or static electricity that you felt. And I was trying to think of a similar example in the scriptures and there's, there's just one that I could think of in the Book of Mormon. It's First Nephi five one sixty three. Yeah. yeah, maybe when, you were thinking about this as well. I love that when he zaps his brothers. So I like the part where Nephi's brothers get zapped by by when they try to get him. Exactly, and it says First Nephi five one sixty three one sixty four. And it came to pass that the Lord said unto me, Stretch forth thine hand again unto thy brethren, and they shall not wither before thee, but I will shock them, saith the Lord. And this will I do that they may know that I am the Lord their God. And it came to pass that I stretched forth my hand unto my brethren, they did not wither before me, but the Lord did shake them even according to the word which he had spoken. So I guess it just goes to show the Lord is the master over everything in the universe, like you said, over science. And the Lord uses all these different things of nature to show us his power and to convey um, his approval and his spirit to us through these various events. The power of God with nature is, is almost like a type. Yeah, I guess he, he just, I guess that's, it goes to show these different examples that, you know, the rushing of the wind and this electricity that he uses nature, these things in nature to show us his power. Yeah. Um, I, I would even say this was, this was supernatural. This was not a normal occurrence of static electricity in the room. It, it was too fine. Like if, if I, I believe if he wanted to, I could have been zapped by electricity. I could tell there was power there that day. Uh huh. So it, it even went beyond like just you rub your feet on the floor or something and you get static. It went, went beyond that. It, 
it was awareness that happened inside me. I guess I'll explain it this way. And then when I saw it, either my own body was making these changes to because of what my inner thoughts were, but I think I was reacting to my body was reacting to the power that was there. I don't think it was, but the, the, uh, the knowledge came from within. I'll say that I had a knowledge that something was happening and then I felt power in the room. And I, now maybe it was the other way around. It was a long time ago, but I, I know that something was happening and I, I remember that day looking at my arm and thought, this is weird. This is different. There is power here. And that was my thought. There's, there's power in the room. And as, and I was just like, like goosebumps, but more than that, like I, I didn't see goosebumps. I saw, I don't know. I don't know what I saw, but I know I felt it. Okay. So I guess another question I had, do you remember when he's, Spoken tongues that did, I mean, you were young at the time, but mm -hmm. did you recognize it as some other language, you know, Spanish I, or I had no idea what? what language it was. No, I couldn't recognize the language, but it was, it had, it wasn't repetitious. It wasn't humana, humana, yabada, yabada, stammering. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, it sounded like words in another language. I, I don't know. Okay. Right, because if you say go, I mean, I, I visited a Pentecostal church once before, you know, many, many years ago before I was a member of the Church of Christ, and I saw them, quote, speaking in tongues, but yeah, they're making all these strange noises, and it was no, really odd. I could tell, like, there was pauses for uh, emphasis, and like you would say, and believe in God, believe that he is, believe that he created all things, that you know, and so you could tell that there was, like, punctuation or something there was more than just uh uh state like i said stammering it wasn't being babbling mm -hmm. okay so I, I and i i witnessed that too like i i saw it and i didn't know what what it was or what he was saying but i then he gave the interpretation so and and i think that particular time with my dad i think i was too young to know what was going on? And I think that was the first time, but it made it like it checked all the boxes. Like I, I understood later what it was. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's been other times when he has, he has had these, these manifestations. And so I'm really recalling um, not just my own testimony, but the times I, I've interviewed people that were there and older than me. And they, they, they knew it better than I did. And they can say, you know, it was it was this guy and this guy. And, and, and so and so some of this I'm putting together because I'm and, and and also I'm putting it together from my own father telling me what happened. Mm -hmm. I guess it also goes to show how tight knit we are as a body for your dad to receive that through, you know, someone else in the church or brother in the church. Your father was blessed because. Don Halsnick was in, you know, in the in that right spiritual walk with the Lord that he was able to help your dad out, right? And you know, vice versa, it happens. Um, you know, it, it just it happens among believers where if we have our spiritual lives in order, we're able to help each other out through these manifestations, and that's really neat when you think about it, and really what truly makes a family. 
yeah, if, if nobody comes prepared and if nobody asks God to use them, what's going to happen? I mean, you've got to come prepared and you've got to come with an attitude of here am I, send me or otherwise, or use me, or, or if they don't let me be in hindrance, usually my prayer is don't let my sin ruin anything for everyone else. Right. Cause I, I, but my attitude should be here am I, send me most of the time I'm praying when these, uh, when we get together at conference and reunion, that what I do is not going to impede the spirit of God and that my sins are not going to cause this. And I'm praying for repentance. And then I'm praying that, you know, don't let me mess this up. Cause I think I have before. And so I, I, I just don't think I'm uh, in tune with the spirit of God. I do not have that gift. I don't recognize all the time what's going on in the room. <laughs> so, so a lot of times my prayers just don't let me mess this up mm-hmm. because I think I have before. And, but recently I've had this conversation where nobody really wants to be the one whose head is on a chopping block is the way they phrased it. Cause when you speak for God, your head is on a chopping block. You are responsible now for what was said because you said it was from God. Now you better be sure you're going to be questioned. We better have witnesses and you better stand by what you, you believe. And so it's a hard thing to do. And if nobody wants to take that pressure, who's going to speak, you know, who's going to have their lips uh, uh, purged by the coal like Isaiah and who's willing to do that so that God can speak. So who's going to say, here am I, send me. And that's the, what our attitude needs to be is it's different than don't let me mess this up. It's, it's be proactive. And so, and we all have to come with that attitude. I think that's a great attitude. Here I am, send me and a, you know, a perfect uh, way to think about this. And I guess when something like this, something like that does come through a person you know, what if 10% or 25% of the body received it, but it was from the Lord? And, and it certainly it would be hard not to get down on yourself and not to fall in a, into a state of depression. And at that point in time, you really have to realize and come to the terms that, well, I'm doing what God asked of me. God is pleased with me. There's nothing else I can do. And you know, don't let it ruin your state of mind, but that certainly must be difficult in a situation like that. If something was received, certainly received from the Lord and people didn't like what it was. And, and so they reject it. And I'm not saying that has happened or hasn't happened, but I'm sure it has in various circumstances. I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything specifically, but to have the courage to stand up and speak for the Lord does put yourself in that position. But one day, if we do serve the Lord in that way through manifestation, and it is indeed from the Lord, then the Lord will tell us, you know, well done, good and faithful service. And a reward comes from the Lord and not from men. Yeah, um, I'm digesting what you said. And I I think what what has and maybe now's the time like there's there's we have done things different in the past where the manifestation is recorded and we rely on the abitrament of time to to determine if this is from god and so now we're left of just so it'll 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 live or die on its own merits uh recently we we have stopped that we have said okay let's measure this 
we are we are allowed to measure something. We are allowed to receive something from God, and He gave us instruction to you know in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so then we ask for witnesses, and then if there are witnesses, you know we have this like check boxes of whether or not something should be considered. And 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 lately, and not lately, but we also take these manifestations to the body of ministry of the elders and have them consider it and weigh weigh it and measure it and then present it to the body. So we have these ways of accepting a a belief or a manifestation nowadays that we didn't used to have. There's a a very common a well-known one uh I guess now's a good time to introduce this that that one of the things that Don Housnick had was a vision was uh the uh, crossroads. There right. has never there's never been uh as, as far as I know a ruling of the church that this is accepted by by the the general church conference right to say we say think this is true but over the years it's been referenced it's we we have a an art so and there's the article about it in the July advocate from 1986 and there are there were witnesses at the time it happened and this is one of those things where we haven't technically accepted this manifestation, but we've made it a part of our our publications, and and we've made it so we kind of have accepted it, but it's not official. So I don't know. There are times when we so we have got. My point is we've gone away from that, and now we have a process. So if you are not included, you're kind of left trusting the. The process, trusting God's process to to uh, that He will lead and direct His church. Right. I think those are good points. I know if I look at the outline history that there are a handful of manifestations that are in there, but you know there are certainly multitudes of other ones that are not in there that weren't officially or formally accepted by the ministry or the body. So I think you bring up a good point. But and I guess what it comes down to, and in a situation like that, you know, maybe we just need to pray about it, continue to pray about it, even if it takes years for some of the things that we receive to play out. And maybe in the course of time, we will have a better understanding of these things. Certainly, certainly, the abitrement of time is a measure. But I'm saying when you're in the last days, and he says, "I will reveal." it to my church you know the the things we need to know he's not going to leave us in the dark the abitrement of time is a poor way of judging uh if we need to be told something right right but but i guess i know the crossroads visions i've heard maybe it's a couple years ago now that there was a minister that specifically told me they thought that this was playing out now um in our day not you know not 40 years ago. So I don't really know. I don't really know what to think about that. I, yeah. I, so w- when did it happen? It was back in the eighties, right? But when does it apply? I mean, God's, God's time is, is, I don't know, you know, yeah. I think it could be happening now. Um, but I think the condition, like one of the things that we have existed in for the last 50 years, maybe from 86 and even before then, I think it, the condition existed that was spoken about in the dream or in the uh, the vision existed then, and they they may still be existing now. Parts of it, and that that is that crossroads in the middle. If you know this uh, uh, vision, that it was the four words mistrust, 
confusion, indecision, and fear. And that's in the middle of the crossroads of the Church of Christ uh, 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 ministry, right? This is what is what we have to deal with. And so, you know, I, I think we're, we've been dealing with it for a long time and, and we, we, we're still dealing with it now. Now the rest of it that's happening all around the clouds and the waters and everything, you know, that is, that looks like our time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're not easy answers to some of these things, but it sounds like what, what happened with your dad, that certainly, to me, sounds like an inspired event, and the Lord did work through Brother Don Hausnick with regards to your dad, um, your father, and then with um, Becky as well. So that's a that's a really neat experience, and I'm glad you've shared that. I I haven't been a member of the church very long since 2005, but I've never participated in a service where there was speaking in tongues. Have you have you heard anybody speak in tongues recently that you know of? Uh, not that you don't give any specific that, names. I just, yeah, wonder. yeah, I not recently. Um, I, I think I've been a uh, aware of one where I think it wasn't, okay, <laughs> but so that happens too, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, not since Don Hausnick, uh, that that guy had a gift. If we're going to talk about dreams in a podcast about dreams and manifestations of the spirit. That guy had a spiritual gift for this, and he was used often by God. If you're around somebody and you want to start a conversation with somebody who's been uh, in Phoenix back in the 80s, you bring that up and they will have something to say. I guarantee you they will. And I, I guarantee you they will have a testimony saying, yes, this guy had a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly was a blessing to the church at that time. and. I think it still is blessing us, right? When we're talking about it now, and it shows that God does work even in our day. I mean, the, the 80, 40 years ago in the 1980s, whenever this happened in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. But we're thankful for, for that, that God continues to work through these manifestations. And I'm really glad that you shared this because I had never, I had not heard this story before, this experience that happened to you. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Well, I'll let you go. And uh, thanks a lot, Daniel, again, for sharing. And uh, I think we'll have it posted here in the next couple days. And if you think of anything else that you'd like to share, let me know. Or if anybody else out there, if you'd like to share anything with me for consideration for a podcast, uh, let me know as well. And, and of course, we need to tread carefully with some of these experiences. Um, but we take joy in that the Lord does continue to work with us and miracles do continue to exist in spiritual gifts and that's because we're we're part of his church we're part of his church of christ all right thank you daniel again i really appreciate it have a good night good night